everyone. Welcome to episode 180 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are, we actually are just celebrating our 12th year of being together. And uh, we decided to bust out some 12 year whistle pick. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional though. We're oh. not one of those lame couples that... <laughs> That celebrates actually celebrate our dating, dating anniversary. anniversary. It was just good timing. It was it was really good timing, and and it was like, I don't know. I mean, it's it for us. It's fun to just look back mm-hmm. at everything that we've accomplished and and what we like. Kind of looking back, like, wow, can you imagine if if I would have told you twelve years ago that you know we would be where we are today? Would you? What you would you have thought type mm-hmm. thing? So um, anyway, yeah, we are. So last year I got Seth this twelve uh, year whistle pig for our anniversary. Yeah, and so you only busted out four special occasions, really, because mm-hmm. it's a good a good bottle of whiskey. It's very good. It's mm-hmm. very very good. Whistle pig is what I, I tell everybody. They're like, is it worth it? Because whistle pig's really expensive. And it is. It is. A oh, lot of times totally. they're not. Yeah. But this is. It's really good. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, 12 year, the 12 year uh, aged whiskey and 12 years since our first date just seemed to line up pretty good. Yeah. It gave us a good excuse to drink some very delicious whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, it's right? It's so good. Yeah, too. it is. It's really good. Yeah. So this week we are going to be talking about gray divorces yep um we actually owe all the credit for this topic yeah to, to my mom yes yes i know uh she she had brought it up i don't know a few months ago That's before the holidays at least yeah. and uh we were like man um so like we started talking about it just amongst each other mm-hmm. and we we're like wow yeah that is it is actually like well, a really good yeah topic we, to we discuss. did a little research we'll, we'll explain what it is for those who don't know we did a re- little research looked at some stats looked at really who's doing this what it is and and all and kind of the reason behind it and we're like man there's a lot of information here that would make a good episode and mm-hmm. then we we find a lot of times through, through our social media we're able to see kind of the demographic that watches our videos at least and mm-hmm. that's a good chunk of them are in this demographic yeah for sure yeah. yes yes so, so maybe may very very relevant to somebody yeah i know well and, and not only that because i think that it it will be helpful for every uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people everybody um that maybe you know may they may be dealing with it themselves or they may have a parent that is going through this or mm-hmm. you know something somebody yeah. <laughs> in your life uh so yeah it's a it's very very interesting so i guess let's kind of i guess get started with what gray divorce yeah. actually I mean, is i know what it is now is different than what it originally started off when it started off as being um couples that had been together for like over 20 or 30 years like that used to have to be the rule like you had to be you know together for that long mm-hmm. um and it was if you were together that long chances are you were in your 50s you know mid to late 50s even potentially and you were getting divorced and you had gray hair so that's kind of where the term came from but mm-hmm. now it's changed that's not the definition of it anymore no uh-uh, no yeah. now it is um 
it's basically the the increased divorce rate of people over the age of 50 mm-hmm. or 50 is it 50 and above yeah. or yep 50 and above um and so yeah i mean i i mean i guess they cuz now they could be only married for not that long yeah and that that's what they say it doesn't really have anything to do with the length of your marriage mm-hmm. it's really just your own age mm-hmm. how old uh, you of, are yeah it, of this group of over age of 50 that's getting divorced and you know i think that people are getting married later mm-hmm. and so they're they're you know even the people that aren't that are going through this right now may not this may not apply to them so much but people that are getting married now you may find your you know you hitting that gray divorce range very quickly. I mean, there's it's very possible that by the time you hit 50, you were only married for 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. not 20 to 30. Yeah, I know. Because you waited so long to get married. Uh-huh. You may find by the time mm-hmm. you hit that point, you may still have children in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have guys I worked with, friends I had that, you know, had brand newborn babies when they were 49, 48 years old. I know. You know. Yeah, that's so true. I know. Jeez, um, but I I think that this really in this is very interesting, and hopefully, you know, people that are are still you know in that younger age are still listening um, to you know, and, and not like oh I don't want to listen to that, or maybe they didn't even click on it because it's because we're talking about great divorce, but um, so a, a couple of like interesting statistics mm-hmm. with a gray divorce or well no with just in, with divorce in general and and with uh, this, this demographic yeah yeah so over the last 20 years over the last 20 years we have actually seen a decline in divorce which yeah. sounds overall yeah out of overall. everybody that gets divorced we've seen the number go down across the u.s which sounds that's good yeah. it seems, seems okay i get i mean I mean, for us, we're probably, we probably think like, oh, well, That's just how many of them? That's just too many idiots to stay <laughs> married. <that laughs> yeah, how many of them are just sticking it out because, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, but so 35% or no, actually. So it's declined for um, for everybody and overall, but um, it's actually doubled for people that are over the age of 50. Mm-hmm. I just think that I think that's so crazy. Yeah. And, and 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 you see it though. I mean, you see people that are that are like, "Oh yeah, my grand my grandparents are getting divorced." Or mm-hmm. at least I see people like that are like my age saying, mm-hmm. "Yeah, geez, my grandparents are getting divorced. Like how crazy is that?" And I thought that initially like, I thought weird. that's that's so mm-hmm. weird. My grandparents like they really did stick it out until my grandpa died, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't they didn't get along or anything mm-hmm. for most of their marriage anyway. And but like that's what that's what I was used to seeing. But then like seeing people that are like, oh yeah, my my grandma was like, I'm sick of his shit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm leaving him. Yeah. But it's happening more and more, and like I said, it has doubled. Mm-hmm. Um. And 35% of divorces in 2021. So, I mean, you know, we're just fresh into 2023. But um, in 2021, were 
people that were all above the age of 50. Yeah, 35% of divorces in the U.S. are from people above the age of 50. That is a good chunk. That's a, yeah. Uh, you look at all the other age groups. Yeah. And the, the majority of them, or not the majority, but that when you look across the board, you can't say they took up the majority of them, but compared to everybody else in the other groups, to make up 35% of all the divorces in mm-hmm. just that one group, yeah, that's a lot of divorces from a certain age group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is that you don't get to it. You can't attribute this. We'll, we'll get into it, but most of the stereotypical stuff that we attribute to, well, they were just young and stupid, and mm-hmm. didn't know what they wanted. That's that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Or no. it was the case, and they decided to stick it out because of social, peer, family, whatever pressure it is that says, you know, back in my day. People didn't run out on each other when they had signs of trouble. They it's it's till death do us part. Mm-hmm. And you took those vows and, and we're just finding more and more that people are like, you know, I don't have to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Which from our perspective and our philosophies is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good thing. While I'm shocked at the numbers, it doesn't mean I'm upset about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not like, oh, that's so sad because I uh-huh. don't think it's sad at all. No. I know. I, I mean, we've talked about it in in other episodes where we see a TikTok video of two old people that are fighting. Yeah, yeah. this person recording their grandparents saying, you know, him tell, saying how much of a bitch she is and mm-hmm. her saying how lazy he is. and But we yeah. still love each other or whatever. And it's like, really? You say that. Oh. I can't wait for you to die. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but, and then, but people like those people that are posting it are like, Oh man, yeah, this is this is gonna be me and my spouse. Yeah, they, like, is really? this ain't us? Why even get married? I know. Did you realize how asinine that sounds? Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. You moron. Yeah. yeah, but um, so yeah, I mean, like we kind of said, you know, this was this is kind of this is the de- definition of what gray divorce mm-hmm. is. So, um, really, we wanted to kind of dive into what or i guess why these yeah. people are getting divorced at this age i mean the the neat thing about the legal system and, and the court documents and all that is you're able to compile data you're able to look at why people cite the reasons for their divorces and this is why you're able to say well one of the the number one reason people cite divorce is lack of communication or or whatever and so mm-hmm. you can look at that and the same thing applies to this demographic you can look at the people in the you can look at that 35 percent and say, okay, well, what are some of the top reasons they're citing? What is it? Is it different than when you're 20? Is it different than when you're 30? Is it different than when you've, you, you know, you're, you're in the newlywed phase and, and it just falls apart very quickly? Is it different than, you know, when you're with a child um, or you have children involved? What, why are they citing that it's different? Because most people's skepticism is, is really probably for them, even though we, we kind of said that, you didn't have to be together for 20, 30 years. Most of them still have been, mm-hmm. especially right now. Um, some of them have not, but most of them have been together the majority of their adult life. Mm-hmm. And it's not like people on their third or fourth divorce and it just so happens to take place when they're in their 50s and like, yep, yeah, I've just never meant to be married. The sixth marriage didn't work out. That's not who's making up the majority of these. Mm-hmm. It's people who have only been married once, maybe twice, but they've been with this partner for a significant amount of time. And so... The question starts to beg, well, why? Mm-hmm. What is it that's different at that age than at either my current age now or what I was or 
you know, the, the couple I knew that lived down the down the road in the apartment that got divorced at the age of 28, that's got to be completely different than the reason that the people that down the other side of the road that got divorced at the age of 58, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them are. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we. I mean, we have the, like Seth said, it's the... The, the most common reason. Yeah, the cited. most common. Yeah. That These take up the majority of the reasons. people are actually are. saying. Like, this, mm-hmm. these are actual, com- not coming from us. This is coming from actual. Yeah, we're not making assumptions about yeah. it. Um, so, one of them is that one of the, par- one of the partners acts too old. Yeah. It's funny because we, you see this. You, you see this in... You see this in all kinds of people you know as they get older. When you find out, like, when someone says, oh, my gosh, you look really good for 55. Is it that you look really good for 55 or that everybody else in that category just seems to look and act older? I know. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so funny because I see, especially the older I get, I see it and I just roll my eyes even more <laughs> at the amount of, every day I see somebody that's like, uh me when I partied when I was 20, now after I party on a weekend when I'm 30. And I'm <laughs> like, know. okay, you're 30, you little yeah. bitch. You, <laughs> why, why? Your body does not, your body should not be shutting down because you partied 30. I mean, I'm 45 and we party and I don't shut down. Yeah. So I, I don't get that. Uh-huh. Um, but that's the type of person that's going to pick up old people habits and interests and hobbies mm-hmm. at a younger age than they should have. And they're going to be the older acting old person. Yeah, I know. I wonder why, like, because it seems like it's changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the the younger, the, the younger, the ge- younger generation, I guess, is, is saying these types of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, really? I, well, they're uh, talking about their back problems and which may be just completely correlated to their lack of how activity they take care of themselves as a young person yeah but you it's so you hear younger people complaining more about physical ailments now than we used to mm-hmm. but even, i don't want to get off yeah. topic with that yeah so but, but yeah that, act- that's the same type of mentality and attitude that you're seeing in this this category uh-huh. is you get you know one partner is um you know is healthy mm-hmm. is taking care of themselves is you know getting up at a decent time, wants to stay up, wants to go out to nice restaurants, and and you just want to sit home and go to the bingo hall every Tuesday and Thursday. You want to, you know, scrapbook. You mm-hmm. want to quilt. Mm-hmm. You want whatever it is that you typically, stereotypically see older people do. One of you starts acting that way too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And 50 ain't old. I mean, I just I just read this thing the other day. That uh, from a financial perspective about retirement, uh, and it was talking about uh, about how if you're what how did he put it? Basically, if you're approaching retirement age of sixty five, you should push that off to seventy two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we'll get into this as well. But people are living longer, and and and, and there's really no reason to like. I, I guess I kind of call it like giving up. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm old. I'm, I'm giving up. This, this is, this is what I do now. I know. And you don't have to do that. No. And so I think when you have a partner that's ready to, 
be healthy and live life and one who's ready to wind down, mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. And there's another one that's very close to this as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But but someone that's acting older, people that are, you know, that are like, oh, well, I, oh my back just hurts all the time and, and you know, I can't, I can't do this and oh, I can't eat that and I can't have this and I can't, you know, experience that and, and you know, I can't go out at this time and I, I have to be back for this time. I gotta be back to catch my matlock. You know, <laughs> I know, right? Whatever yeah. it is, yeah. those are things that somebody's like, "Why are you acting so old?" Yeah, I know. That's funny. I don't know. I mean, and I don't think that I don't think that you necessarily have to have to become this old person when you become old. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's because you you see. You do see certain old people that are that really do take care of themselves mm-hmm. and the and you're like, "Oh, wow. You're how old?" Yeah. Jeez. Wow, you're and you're like you're still working out and going hiking and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff and uh and it, it but then at the same time you see that stereotypical, I guess, old person that stays at home, has their recliner and just watches old reruns. Yeah. <laughs> On TV. Yeah. And that's it. And that's and then it's like this is their life. Mhm. And that's how it'll be until they die. Yeah. And why would why would you want to stay with somebody? Well, yeah. Nobody wants like to be that with that. When yeah. you can go and go out and live. Well, see, I get you're it. Taking into the next. Sorry, the piece of that. That's yeah, I know. Talk about it. It's very similar. I know. That's what it I was trying. I was I know. It was hard to kind of stay it in that is, lane. It is. I because know. it's like acting old, and a lot of the stuff they cited in there it was really um, not not active versus passive, but more like physical mm-hmm. limitations. Mm. It was literally like, like well, I I can't do this because I've got you know whatever it was physically that mm-hmm. they were not really overacting, but they let those. They, they, it's almost like these self-imposed, self-diagnosed physical limitations that now prevent them from doing things. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and and just their habits gotcha. were were old. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So going into the next one is money, money mm-hmm. and spending habits. Yeah, you know th- this really plays a part for that group that's 65 and above uh-huh. um, when you do retire and you're living on a fixed income, if you haven't been disciplined with your money through the most, the majority of your adulthood, and now you have to live on a fixed income of, of what the money you're going to get is now going to last you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's a huge issue. If someone is like blowing through your retirement right out the gate, Oh my gosh. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, there's a chance you're going to live for 30 more years uh-huh. and you just blew a quarter of our, retirement on you know getting the entire family together to take a vacation to italy yeah oh my gosh i know right (laughs) to celebrate my retirement you know whatever it is yeah um i mean my grandmother dropped massive amounts of money daily at walmart Mm. (laughs) when my grandfather retired and that's why they lived in the same house Mm -hmm. until they died yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't live like that. You, you, you have to learn how to live on a budget. You have to learn how to be disciplined. Um, and so that's one of the things is mm-hmm. I've worked my entire life to save up all this money. Mm-hmm. And now my spouse is blowing it. 
Yeah. Well, so I think that it's funny though that I mean, because money is always on all any these all lists. of these lists, yeah. all of the divorce. No matter your age. Group. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are. But the thing is, is that this just shows that that never ends. If mm-hmm. you're not smart with your money and you guys are fighting about finances and everything when you're younger, it's just gonna get worse or or stay the same or get worse. Well, it's it's like we've talked about with probably everything. get worse. Yeah, well, it's like we've talked about with a lot of stuff, whether it's buying a home or growing up or getting a better job or things don't just happen. Mm-hmm. Time does not make things just happen. Mm-hmm. And and what you said is so true that just because you're older does not mean you're going to be wiser. Mm-hmm. Especially if you haven't learned from your mistakes, and especially if you haven't learned any self-control and discipline. Yeah, it's not. It's not just going to click one day that oh wow, I'm I, I'm 58 years old. I'm going to be responsible for with my money. Yeah, like I said before, I know plenty of people that are 55 to 65 that are dumb as dirt, <laughs> that have no business having a, a, a checkbook or an account or a. They don't own a house. They don't own a car. They're not in any better financial situation as a 58-year-old on the brink of retirement than they were when they were 28. Yeah. They've spent the last 30 to 40 years making the same dumbass decisions that they're going to. And now they're going to be the state's problem as they get older, their kids' problem. They're just going to continue to be a burden because mm-hmm. they have not learned any discipline. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be that. No. You don't want to be that. Uh-uh. But to the point, it doesn't just go away. You no. have to instill that skill set within who you are as a person to control your spending habits. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. And, and as a couple, like, I don't know, just be on the same page mm-hmm. with it throughout your relationship. Otherwise you'll find yourself in this gray divorce yep. age. <laughs> and a lot of these, I think you're just enough is enough. Yeah. I think all these is just one person saying, no, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You didn't know how to spend money when we were in our twenties. You didn't know how to save money when we were in our 30s. You didn't know how to even set up for retirement when we were in our 40s. I had to do all the work and crack down for the last, you know, 10 years that I worked so we could enjoy retirement. And you still don't know how to spend our money. Mm -hmm. And you're completely fucking both of us over right now. I'm done. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of these are the same way. Mm -hmm. I, I I think they all kind of apply to that, that it's just enough is enough. Yeah. Yes, totally. Uh huh. Uh. So you kind of you kind of hit on on this a little bit that where the other day you you saw this thing about uh, retiring at seventy two, but uh, part of that is that we are living longer. Yeah, the when you're young and you take your wedding vows and someone says "till death do us part," you over romanticize what that means. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you both die in a a tragic accident, and that's the only reason that you're your love can end. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that, I think that it's when till death do us part, I think that, I don't know, as a woman, I would picture us growing old together and dying when we're old people. Okay. So whether you over romanticize it or you have that, <laughs> what you don't picture uh-huh. is you're the old couple on social media telling each other you can't wait till the other one dies. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's what's happening uh-huh. is people are like, they're realizing this. They're you. You have the stats for this, right? Mm-hmm. They're realizing. Well, you know, basically, I think I remember it. If you make it to the age of sixty-five, mm-hmm. what's the percentage that you'll make it? Did I tell you? Uh, that you, I, I, there's no percentage, but that you'll 
that you're going oh, if, to. Oh, if you make it to the age of 65, the majority of men and women will live on average till the till 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 they're 85. Mm-hmm. So you still have about another 20 years. Mm-hmm. The average lifespan is getting longer and if you're healthy, mm-hmm. 25% of people that make it to 65 will make it to live past the age of 90. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it really is hitting a point where it's like okay, I'm 65. You know, and look at this in terms of, of, of when you got married. Let, let's just say for argument's sake, just so the numbers are split, that you got married at the age of 35. I think that's late, mm-hmm. but I think you're seeing more people getting married around that age mm-hmm. now, later. But anyway, let's just say you got married at the age of 35 and you retired at 65. Mm-hmm. So you've been married for 30 years 30 at that years. point. Uh-huh. And you could potentially live, if you're healthy, another 30 years. Yeah. Do you want to spend... You're at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? And not only at the halfway point, you're at the halfway point where the fun can really start. Yeah. You don't have to worry about your job. I know. You don't have to worry about kids. Uh-huh. You don't have to worry about anything except living out the rest of your life. Do you really want to do that with that bag of bones, old acting, you know, no sex having, no taking care of yourself, shitty partner that you've spent the last 30 years with? Mm-hmm. And people are saying, you know what? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with this person for the net, for the rest of my life. We yeah. did our job. We brought a family into this world. They're all set. Time to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I and, mean. And, but the realization that till death do us part could be another 30 years away is enough to be like, oof, oof, <laughs> I'm out. I know. Well, I know because we were really we were really talking about this and like where where it is like i i don't know i i i really don't know if i can picture myself not us you know <laughs> but you know a person saying i know i don't know if i can picture myself living with this person mm-hmm. for the rest of my days right and I'm trying to remember, like, because I remember us sitting down at at the restaurant and, like, like really talking about, like, this part specifically. Um, and it was it just, like, these people, like, why you, you have or you could have so much more life. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, if you stay with that person... It's almost like they would be dragging you down mm-hmm. and then bringing you to their level, which maybe they won't won't live another 30 years. Yeah. Maybe they'll live maybe another 10. Mm-hmm. But then, so that's another 10 years that you could have been happy on your own or with somebody else or mm-hmm. enjoying life period well and, and one of the things that i think you see with this group and we, and we this isn't covered and i think it probably parts of it may be, tie into it but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it here is if you have not discussed how you're going to spend the rest of your lives together this is where it becomes a huge problem mm-hmm. if if you're a guy and you're like oh yeah i can't wait till i when i turn 65 and i retire However long I live after that, I'm going to go golfing every day. I'm going to go golfing every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to go fishing every Tuesday and Thursday. On the weekends, it's all about sleeping in, relaxing, and doing nothing. And your wife says, well, I want to travel the world. 
you guys are, as you said earlier, completely on separate pages. Mm -hmm. And you realize you just don't want to spend those golden years and the amount of years you're going to have left doing what the other partner wants to do. Mm -hmm. And so you guys need to have a very clear picture of what those years look like. Is it you both want to travel? If you don't, why do you, what makes you think you're going to be happy? Yeah. That means somebody's not going to get what they want for the rest of their lives. And that's what happens. It cues in. It's like, you know, I've, I've sacrificed the first however many years, 30, 40 years with this person, not really getting to do everything I want for the hopes to work to this, for us to do stuff together. And now they don't even want to do what I want now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do it on my own or I'm going to go do it somewhere else. And this is one of the things that you see in a lot of widows where they have a much better golden year life as a widow than they would have with their dud of a male spouse Mm -hmm. if he had stayed alive. Yeah. They would have been part-time caregiver, part-time TV watcher, part-time chef. Uh They wouldn't have had a life. Uh And now, I mean, we've known women that, you know, one of them, she took an annual trip to Ireland every year. Uh You know, they they took, they really planned out how they wanted to spend the rest of their life traveling and having fun and going and trying new foods and having drinks and, and doing all this stuff that, you know, it's sad to say, but unfortunately, if their husband had stayed alive, they would not have gotten to experience at all. I know. Yeah. I know. It's so, it, it's really sad. I mean, because I couldn't imagine not wanting to do all of those things together with mm-hmm. you. And But I would want to do them too. I know. That's the difference. I know. It is. It is. And these men aren't wanting to or... Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe it's women, too. And, and a lot of the women have, they say the, the same thing that women say with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I want to do them with you, but I want you to want to do them with me. Yeah. And the guy doesn't. Mm-hmm. He know. just doesn't. Yeah. He wants, to, he's very black and white. He don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's like, once again, enough's enough. I know. Yeah. You're boring. Well, I know, and... I mean, I look at this and it's like you have to you have to kind of look back at how did the how did it become like that anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, did it because, you know, that initially I'm sure there, of course, with every relationship, there's some kind of honeymoon phase and, you know, all everything's great, whatever. But then you they slowly and and i'm sure that there was red flags oh for sure multiple red flags that these women have just ignored mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire time and and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and then you end up like this unhappy and then wanting to live your life after your partner dies mm-hmm. and that's the other thing too is like with with the um I think that these people that are are in this age group and everything and they're married and then they get to all to this point, it's like, well, do I stick it out and do I risk not being happy for another Mm -hmm. however many years or do I just end it now? And end it. Divorce yeah. ended, right? Yeah. You had to divorce. Not pull the plugs. <laughs> pull the plugs on the relationship, not right. on the person. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, no, I, but I, I think you're right. I think I think it's probably an internal struggle mm-hmm. to go through that thought process, and I think that's where I think the inevitability that you you're never you know time is coming for everyone that you're you're forced to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that and and, and I, I I don't think there's very many women that would admit to this but you know that there has to be some sense of relief yeah i know if it wasn't a great relationship if they knew they weren't going to have the later years of their life to do what they wanted to if they were faced with like i said this this full-time caregiver role mm-hmm. to spend you know the rest of your life and then because then what you start to do in those situations is okay well you know i'm this age now you know let, let's say my, my husband and i are both you know we're both we'll add 10 years to it. we're both 75 mm-hmm. 75 i'm healthy i could still live another 20 years mm-hmm. from this point on he's you know he's not doing good um how much longer is he going to live if, if he makes another five years well then i'm 80 then i've got 10 to 15 years hopefully mm-hmm. left to do but how much of taking care of him is going to take off my lifespan mm-hmm. as well what am i going to be able to do with that you know and so there there ends up being these other struggles that I don't think they really want to vocalize. They don't want to really put out there and say, well, you know, I'm kind of glad he's gone because now I can do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this for women because this is predominantly who goes through it, not men. Yeah. And and especially at this age group, I'm not saying that men don't lose their wives. I'm saying at this age group, it's it's a very standard death ratio of who goes first because of whatever factors that tie into males versus females. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's what you tend to see. And, and a lot of well, men. Well, yeah, but, and, and most men wouldn't be like the caretaker type person either. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, I know that there's some men that are, you know, taking care of I was going to say, there's their, some that are. Yeah, taking so. care of their wives that are. Well, and I think they would sick. feel the same way as what I'm saying about the women though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But the majority. Yeah. Would be women that are doing this. Mm-hmm. And once again, I, I preface all this with the quality of the overall quality of the relationship, which I will stand by forever. Longevity does not equal quality. I don't mm-hmm. care how long you've been together. Mm-hmm. You can be in a worst relationship ever for 40 years. Yeah. That just means you've been stupid for 40 years. Yeah. And so I, I don't give any. When someone's like, oh, well, we've been together. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. How much sex do you have and how happy are you? How, how many, how many of those years we're happy? Yeah, that's all I married. care about. Mm-hmm. It's quantity. I'm sorry. It's quality over quantity mm-hmm. when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but, and that's what I think most of these are. They were, they weren't high quality marriages to begin with. Mm-hmm. They were just two people that were with each other and took vows. And one of them feels they're trying to do the best. But I think when that, 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 in the face of immortality is there. I think that's why you see this divorce because people call it selfish. I'll use that word. I don't think it's selfish, but they start to really consider what they themselves want out of the rest of their life, mm-hmm. not what their partner wants. Yeah. And they make the decision, you know what? My happiness is more important than your doing nothingness. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it, it, it's kind of, it's, like reading all of these statistics and everything it it makes me happy like the for us <laughs> the we're living longer and stuff mm-hmm. like that because i i know that we get to enjoy each other 
for a lot longer yeah. period of time so mm-hmm. that's good for us but um so the next one and we've kind of hit on this next one too but and having an active lifestyle versus a passive yeah lifestyle. yeah we, we, we have kind of hit on that i mean i think that's the once again the kind of the vision of what retirement is once again are you acting too old but but i think that is it i think that the the partner that wants to go do the things that wants to go do the travel and and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with going and playing golf and fishing every day if that's what you two want to do mm-hmm. i think that is a wonderful way to spend retirement and i imagine we will probably do a mix of all of that stuff mm-hmm. but that will be an active lifestyle we we can't be inactive Mm-mm. um you know are are you the couple that's going to be hunched over shuffling in to sit down and, and play bingo or are you going to be the couple that's leading the yoga sex and the or the, the yoga <laughs> class and the sex after 60 class yeah you know i know who are you gonna be i, I know who we are yeah <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> and i ain't playing fucking bingo yeah Maybe, yeah, maybe naked bingo with you. <laughs> I know, right? But and I think people, you, you, I think there's a lot of people. I, I know who they are. Like I could, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of people I know that I'm like, oh yeah, you're the bingo couple for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you ain't, you're not even having sex now, so yeah. your sex life ain't gonna be better by the time you're in your sixties or uh-huh. late fifties or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, I know. Well, that's so true. So get your little blotter out. <laughs> Grab you a card and sit your ass down. Dauber. Dauber. Yeah. Is it Dauber or Blotter? Both of I them, I guess, maybe. I think we call no, Dauber is the assistant coach. In I know. The show coach. <laughs> yeah, and coach, yeah. You mean a dabber? No, a dauber. It's a dauber, yeah. I believe. It's a dabber. <laughs> Do people still dab anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I'm dabbing. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, I, what are you going to be? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you know. Uh-huh. I mean, you're not all of a sudden you, gonna become active when you you're old. You know, yeah, you know now. If you're a lump you know. on a fucking stump now, yeah, you're not gonna be, you know, the most interesting man in the world just because you're in your late fifties, early sixties for all of a sudden. Yeah, you you're, you are going. If you're not active now, you're gonna going to become that couch potato person that is watching Matlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wrestlers, prof- professional wrestlers, always say the same thing as they get older. Motion is the lotion. Moving, working out, staying active, walking around, running around, working out, all those things are what keeps you from locking up. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps you from getting immovable knees and backs and elbows and hands and things like that. And so people that complete that, if you're not already doing that stuff, your body as it gets older is going to be like, well, you don't need this anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I know. And like, I mean, you, you see it even, I mean, I see it even like now as as I'm younger or whatever, but where the longer, and, and I know that like when, when I'm working out or whatever, and I do like a good leg day or something, Mm -hmm. and then the longer I sit down and then I get back up, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts when I get back up. And I mean, when you're not doing anything too, and you're not using all mm-hmm. of your joints and muscles and everything that you should be using, it just it starts to not. What what did you say? The 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 motion up. is the lotion yeah, is the what it is. is yeah. yeah, like it's not. You're not stiff. You're not as 
all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you've had the opportunity to see, you know, have a client that come over here that had a fairly active lifestyle at some point at the age of 55, and then someone who had a completely inactive lifestyle at the age of 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spoiler alert, the 55-year-old that was active did way better, had better progress, wasn't a sore, didn't get injured, mm-hmm. had no issues reaching her physical fitness goals, but that 35-year-old that was a stump on a log that did nothing couldn't lose weight, couldn't stick to the diet, had trouble with the workouts, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, it once again, the habits you're forming now are... It's the same thing we say, like like with the sex. If you aren't having a lot of sex now, you're not going to have even more sex later on. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this. If you aren't active now, you're not going to just become active when you're older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Whether know. you think it's a freedom thing or not. Well, I don't have time to be active right now because, well, you're not. You're going to take one big sigh and deep breath and decide that doing nothing is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people find a way to be active. Yeah. People that are way busier than you think you are. <laughs> Find yeah. a way to be active all the time. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So um, the next one is self improvement. Mm-hmm. This ties into that as well. I know. I that's what I was gonna say. I think that it kind of goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with with all of that. Um, I mean, or lack thereof. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that you you see people hit a point where. You know, the, the, I, I, I kind of lean towards the lack thereof mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you, whether it's, whether it's something general, like you, you just haven't done anything with your life forever. And I've accomplished this and accomplished that and doing this and doing that. And I still plan on doing A, B, C, D, F, and G over the next 10 years. And you just don't want to do anything. It's, it's kind of the active and passive thing. Um, but it's also, you know, my, uh, I'll, I'll pick on my own grandmother again. She wore Moo Moo sundresses every day of the week except for Sunday when she wore a regular dress to church. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a little, it's a bigger piece of that kind of giving up type of mentality. Yeah. Of it, that there's just no day-to-day, whether it's upkeep or maintenance or self-improvement or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what are you doing? Okay, well, let, let you know. Let's say you you were active. Let's say you do have, you know, bad knees now because you were active. Uh, you know, what are you doing daily to improve that situation? What are you doing to take care of that? What are you doing to, you know, maybe you're getting, you know, uh, uh, the the person that chooses to get the plastic hip versus I don't want to go into the knife at all and I'll just hobble around for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that can tie into the self improvement as well. Um, but I think that when you, you have a partner that probably has spent the majority of their adult life never completing anything that they said they're going to do, it's not going to happen just because they're older. I know. The same thing as we said with those other stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I just, I do think that a lot of this just kind of goes back to how you, how you set, how you set yourself up in your relationship mm-hmm. when you're younger. Well, and, and once again, keep in mind, these are reasons that people in this category are citing them. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the results, as you looked a little further into what they were saying with the self-improvement, was it was literally a lot of it tied into the physical aspect of how their partner looked. Mm-hmm. They've been telling me for the last 25 years of our marriage they were going to lose weight and get in shape. Mm-hmm. I've been hoping that would happen as we became you know, parents of college kids. Then we became 
empty nesters. And then we made the decision that she didn't have to work anymore. And the more time she got, the lazier she got and the less she accomplished. I can't take it anymore. I want to be with someone that's taking care of themselves, someone that presents themselves. Um, you know, I, I I do a lot of comparison to, and I know it's not necessarily fair because of maybe some of the resources that celebrities have. But even, mm-hmm. you know, facial um, tightening aside, you know, what kind of older person are you going to be? I mean, I look at guys like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I look at a Sylvester Stallone. I look at a Chuck Norris. I, I know Bruce Willis is, is doing pretty bad because of the disease he ended up mm-hmm. being diagnosed with. But a lot of these guys, as they're getting older, these guys are in their 70s and, yeah. and, and getting older. They're still taking care of themselves. They're still active lifestyle. They're still improving on what they have with their body. They're still using their body. You see women like like a Susan Sarandon, like a Helen Mirren, and you see you know, uh, you know Raquel Welch's and Sophia Loren's and, and these, these people that, as they got older, still had grace. They still had a level of beauty or you know, a guy that aged like a fine wine and, and still had a, a sense of class and was a handsome man. Are mm-hmm. you going to be that type of person or are you going to be, you know, your stereotypical older person with you know, that eyebrows? That just kind of gives up. Yeah. It was, just with, doesn't care how you look. Doesn't care how you present yourself. Yeah. Uh, ear, ear hair. Ear hair, and, nose hair. Yeah. Sticking out. I can't yeah. say when I see like these older guys that have like this super long like nose hair. And I'm like, how are you not looking in the mirror every day? I know. Fix that. Oh my god. I mean, gosh. I guess I get it that you can't see like inside your ear hole. Uh-huh. But you can see your ears. Yeah. You can see your eyebrows when they start to grow eight inches into your forehead. Well, and like, I don't know, I, I blame part of that on the wife too, because I think that the wife could be like, Honey, like Let's fix that. Let's take care of that. Um, you have a big old long hair coming out of your yeah, nose. Yeah, when he's like, your... I don't say nothing about that mustache you got growing <laughs> over there. So shut up. I know. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But but I think that, that there there is still. Who were, weren't we talking? We were just talking about like men and like, I guess we we're just talking about men in general, but like how. How there's certain men where you're like, as older, as men get older, they age differently than women. How was it? Like, what were Yeah, we well, saying? the saying is, as men get older, they age like a fine wine and mm-hmm. women age like cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's some women out there that are, again, like how you said, they age gracefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's some men out there that, and it, it, it is like most wow. what, what you tend to see, and this is where it's it's unfair. Mm-hmm. You even even if you look at your most beautiful older celebrity now, the ones that are very popular, like still like a Jennifer Aniston and J Lo, Jennifer Aniston and J Lo do not look what whatever you want to say. They do not do not look better now than they did when they were 25. Mm-hmm. They look fantastic for being in their 50s. In 60s. So they've aged gracefully. What we were talking about was men can actually get better looking as they get older. Yeah. Women don't. Yeah. Women can maintain and look really great for their age. And, and I, there's not a nice way of putting that. Uh-huh. But you you don't see a woman that's like, oh my gosh, look at, she's, unless she went through, unless she was fat and gross 
and completely unattractive when she was younger. That's the only way you're able to say, you look better now Mm -hmm. than you did then. And I think that men, and it's because we we as a society, society kind of hold women two separate standards than we do men. Yeah, that's true. And so when you see, you, you don't, you don't tend to point out wrinkles on men, mm-hmm. but you do on women. And and like men, if they have wrinkles, it's like it's distinguished. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a badge of honor. They look more distinguished. Distinguished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I know that, and that kind of sucks. But like, I don't know. Whatever. I just anyway, I, I was I, thinking I, about that. Though. And I'm not. I I don't mean that. Is I don't think that there's. There's not guys that are like, ugh, she just doesn't look the way she did. I, I don't mean it that way. Oh, she doesn't look the way she did when she was 25. It's just mm-hmm. you, you you, tend to see, like I say, if you take a picture of Jennifer Aniston now and put it up against how she looked 25 years ago, she was better looking 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I know Sean Connery died, but if you look at Sean Connery when he was in you know, Hunt for Red October or The Rock or Indiana Jones, he was a much more handsome man than he was even when he was James Bond. Mm-hmm. I and he had so. a salt and pepper bear, beer, beard, salt and pepper hair, mm-hmm. but he was more distinguished. He, you know, he was just a more handsome man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what we were. Yeah. That's where we, we had the yeah. conversation. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. And so that that's a <laughs> men are men that take care of themselves are fortunate enough to reap that benefit. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I And I think that we are really fortunate and lucky as the day and age that we are living in the and and because we've talked about it also before where like like the preservatives or something probably has to do with you know how people are are not aging like they used to we don't have as hard a life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's true that is very true people don't you're People that are stressed out now, it's for 99% of them, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. L- life is not hard in this day and age. Mm-hmm. We're not on the brink of war. Nobody's on, the, well, let me take that back. <laughs> Most of you that are stressed out aren't worried about you're going to have to go to war. Yeah, that's true. You know, you, know. You're, not, you're not working 16 hours in a plow field mm-hmm. in the sun beating down on you. We're taking better care of ourselves. We know the pitfalls of food. We know the pitfalls of exposure to sun we know the mm-hmm. pitfalls of, of not getting enough sleep and not having good rest and and so we just know more and as you get more educated as a society you know what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. so if you're choosing to willfully ignore all that stuff you ain't gonna make it to 65 anyway yeah um yeah. but I, I think because of that and with the stuff you said i think that's why you're seeing people live longer mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know so um the next one that we want to get into is something that we talk about all the time all the time and it's sex Mm -hmm. they are saying that they want they are getting divorced because of that they're not having sex they probably haven't had sex Mm -hmm. and as we said earlier they know it's not going to get any better Mm -hmm. um you know it's I, i do get really sick and tired of you know we we deal with this people push back Mm-hmm. on us when we talk about sex or we talk about how important sex is the the number one pushback and argument we get is that well what are you going to do when you get older and you can't have sex mm-hmm. 
well, I want to know what your definition of older is and what age you mean. Mm-hmm. Because when you're, the people that are saying this are not people that are 75, 85 years old not having sex. Right. It's people my age, your age, or younger. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. aren't having sex with their partner saying that. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, I'm 45. If you're going to tell me that, you know, what's the age? If you're telling me, well, you're not going to want to have sex when you're 55, well, that means I got 10 years left. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. End it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. i'm not gonna not want to have sex in 10 years i know i'm not gonna not want to have sex in 20 years and a lot of that's probably relative to you mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and and i think that these are guys and girls that probably wanted to have more sex with their partner and the partner didn't want to have sex with them yeah there's no reason you should stop being sexually active at the age of 55 years old. No. Or above, I keep saying 55, but it's above 50. Yeah, it's above 50. Mm-hmm. That's even, that's five years from now. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, sir. We starting that countdown yet. <laughs> I know. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I do think that it it is funny because we hear it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. what... What would you guys do? Or what What are you guys going to do? You need to have... It's not all about sex. And it's... Uh, you have to have more... more. It's more than just sex. You need to have a good relationship or whatever. Older, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. But we have that too. Mm-hmm. It's not one or the other. Yeah. So... And I, these people that are saying that... They don't have the good relationship locked down anyway. No. That's, that's the thing why the advice is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Is it's not someone that has as good or a better marriage than we have saying, hey, you need to really watch out for this mm-hmm. because we found after how happy we are, and it, it, that's not what it is. It's people that are miserable in their relationship anyway and just aren't having sex. Mm-hmm. And the woman doesn't want to have sex with the man, so she uses this as, that, well, we have more than sex. Yeah. Well, what is that? Okay. <laughs> what is that? The two little bastards you call children? That ain't it? <laughs> what do you know. mean you have more than just sex? What yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You guys are miserable together. You don't even like each other. Ugh. And by the way, he does want to have sex. He's just losing interest in wanting to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's. I hate that argument. I hate that yeah. that pushback. Um, it's not even a pushback. Yeah, it's just but, dumb. But this is the sign here that it's still an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're 35, even when you're older. Yeah. If you're in your 30s and your partner and you're having problems with sex, it ain't going to go away in your 40s. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to go away in your 50s. And I think a lot of women or men, but I think mostly women, look at this like almost kind of a relief like, when are we going to hit the age where we're just too old to have sex? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> when are we gonna have to hit the age when we're too old for sex? I know. Like I'm dreading it. Yeah. And other people, I think, look forward to it. I know. Well, I know. And and like some of the stuff that we discuss, like just amongst each other, is like, you know, uh, if you if you're using it and you're and you're consistently having sex mm-hmm. all the time, you know, with throughout the years, when or how would it? go downhill you yeah. know like i don't know it's like it's like working out and and taking care of yourself mm-hmm. the, it's the same type of thing i i believe i and well, i could be wrong well and but we are hearing more and more couples now more older couples now when they ask what's the secret to mm-hmm. your for you to your long you guys have been together for 67 years what's the secret 
one of them, if not both, will say lots of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that makes They're me not, happy. They haven't stopped having sex. Yeah. What? Yeah. So who are you gonna be? Yeah, I know. I, I know. Bet you they ain't the ones playing bingo. Well, you know, and I wonder, like, well, <laughs> I wonder what, um, like some of these these women and and everything that. And I know that it's not just men that want to have sex. I know that women do too. But like, do you, uh, I don't know. I know there's some people that are like, okay, well, I'm just done having it, mm-hmm. period. I'm going to give give up. Like, it's not, it's not even worth it to. Well, yeah, I mean, I think for men, I think, I think there was a point. I, I don't know statistically where we're at now with it, but I know for a while, when when men had some kind of you know impotence issue or erectile dysfunction or whatever, it was so embarrassing and to- so taboo they just were like, yeah, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to the doctor. We ain't talking about anybody. It's just done. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's things to help those kind of guys. Yeah. And so I don't know what that is now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're not wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Aside from I know I, something I, very hurtful. I wonder like how some women felt about uh, Viagra and stuff like, when it oh, first great. came out. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping we wouldn't have to have sex. Now there's taking <laughs> yeah. these blue pills. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Or I mean, it, I mean, I know that that some women probably were really happy about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure there was a ton that were like, "Fuck, yeah. really <laughs> sucks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but this, just like the other stuff, the sex problems don't go away. No, exactly. It is. It's. It, it will get worse. Or... Well, and and I th- I think like with the sex or the money or the self improvement, a lot of those, what you end up typically seeing and what they cite with these is years of resentment has built up because of this. It's not something that started because you became over the age of fifty. Mm-hmm. It's resentment that's built up, and you make the decision to leave at the age of fifty. And that's what all this is about. It's not about new. Aside from, I mean, I don't even know on here. Aside from like acting too old mm-hmm. or realizing that the at the active versus passive lifestyle you know because you may have a guy that he's busted his ass you know for you know, 40 years of yeah. his adult life 40 plus years of adult life and he's just ready to not do anything uh-huh. and she's been patiently waiting on him mm-hmm. so they can go live a life together and he's like i just want to rest mm-hmm. i don't want to do shit so aside from something kind of unforeseen like that or not really understanding that's why i say get on the same page about it but I think most of these are things that, as you said earlier, red flags, but I think it's literally just years of marriage resentment built up, and as I said earlier, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. I know. you have. It, it's not that you retire and, and you hit the age of 50 and all of a sudden your partner loses sexual interest in you. Mm-hmm. It's not a flip of a switch. No. It's a gradual progression. It's not that all of a sudden you hit 50 or you hit retirement age and your partner doesn't know how to spend money. They've never known how to spend money. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. And it's like we talked about with the active lifestyle. It's not that you all of a sudden just hit an age and you become completely inactive. Yeah. You either weren't as active as you fantasized that you were. <laughs> you know, the last activity you actually had was some sport you did in high school half-ass <laughs> or some men's softball team you played on for two seasons when you were in your early 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you're not active, and you you sit there. Oh, I used to be, be live a very active lifestyle, which we hear all the time in the fitness industry, which mm-hmm. I always call bullshit on. <laughs> um, but that type of stuff happens. Oh, it, it's yeah. things that have happened over the course of time, and it just finally hits a boiling point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think that like, like even with with you saying like the, um, the people having, uh, oh my gosh, what the heck did you just say? Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's going. It's, it'll kind About of the sex stuff. No, not not necessarily the se- the sex stuff, but the resentment. The resentment. Thank you. Um, with with the resentment. There is kind of, and I don't know if it necessarily goes hand in hand with this next one that we're going to talk about, but um, regrets. Mm -hmm. People have lifelong regrets and it could be, resentment could be part of it. Yeah. Um, But like from probably from the beginning of their relationship, I mean, you see so many old people that like their spouse dies and then, or you hear stories, mm. you see an article or, or whatever, and, and they're like, oh, um, this, this couple found each other that used to be high school sweethearts and like they, they reconnected and rekindled their love and mm. all this, After you know? both of their spouses died 30 years later. Yeah. And, and you're like, and most of the time you think, oh, that's a sweet story. But then like for us, we're like, really? Like, is that really a sweet story? Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of sad. Does that mean that you're now with your soulmate? Uh Uh-huh. That you weren't weren't with the entire time you were married and had a family? Yeah, for 30 or 40 years or however long before. Mm -hmm. And you're reaping the benefits of your deceased spouse. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Were you too chicken shit to move on Uh while they were alive? Yeah. Is it really as sweet as it's spun to be? Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah, I always, I'm always like, what? wait a minute. Yeah. But, it, but like, thinking of that, I think that they, those people regretted not staying with each other mm-hmm. in the beginning, like, from when, well, you know throughout their is. whole life. I, I think a lot of that is the first love. Mm-hmm. That was their first love. Mm-hmm. And they never had a third love. Their third love is returning to their first love. Yeah. So I think they they had their and we we do a whole episode year. I mean, this is what episode two hundred <laughs> or one eighty. Yeah, one eighty. I just jumped twenty. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, like what do we do for two hundred? But anyway, um, you know, we did the, the three loves very early on. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with what the three loves are, check that out. But what I think happens is this high school sweetheart or this young love was their first love. Mm-hmm. And then we all know, according to Three Loves, that the second love is the worst, mm-hmm. by far the worst. You have higher expectations because first love was typically very good, and you think that the second love is going to be the same thing. But second love takes place as you're a maturing adult, as you're learning things, as you're making mistakes, and it's rough on both of you. And there's a lot of resentment and a lot of you know relationship plaque, I'll mm-hmm. call it, Yeah, that builds up, and you just can't chip it away. So if you're brave enough to get away from that second love, you find that third love is the best of all. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of these stories that you see are a first love that had an awful second love. Mm-hmm. Or not nearly as good as the first love, and then they're able to go back to that. So because the nostalgia is so strong, because the the connection was so strong with that first love, that feels way better than the second love. Mm-hmm. And it now becomes their third love, which yeah. maybe combining of the two makes it the best. I know. That's so funny. You know? I, I know. know. Yeah. I mean. So that's what I usually think of with that uh-huh. is, is it's really like, well, they this was their first love. The second love 
we I know from my experience, I mean, it's funny when you start to look at this and you really dig into it, it's not 100%. Mm-mm. But most people that are willing to admit it to themselves or get away from their second love, mm-hmm. who they are adamantly going to defend as great, mm-hmm. once you get away from that second love, you find out. Or you even, even if you look back, you know, let, let's say you, you, you had, you know, a, a six-month to 12-month relationship from the age of 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. Typically, that went probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now you're married. And there's party that's like, man, I wish I could have just went back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been better than this bullshit I'm dealing with every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, But I don't know. That's what I always think of with that. It's yeah, just, that's true. That's it's the first love, really second true. love story. Yeah, that's funny. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that is funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. But, you, but people have regrets, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you regret that you have a partner that wouldn't do things for you you regret not choosing a partner that would go travel with you mm-hmm. you know stuff a whole bunch of different oh yeah regrets and well, they start to understand it and realize it and be like damn mm-hmm. i don't want to have regrets for the for rest, the rest of my, of my life, life. Yeah. i want to live mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that the, the, the regrets thing is, is is very huge um a lot of the regret thing that you see from you know uh, uh, the female perspective in these categories is the regret of how they spent their life as a wife and a mom they were so invested in the kids mm-hmm. and the husband and the sports and the PTAs that they hit a point where they realized that well now i only identify as you know maybe a grandma mm-hmm. cuz the kids i spent all this time you know, taking to the games and picking up and taking them to their bullshit Taekwondo classes and all this other crap that, you know, moms tend to do. Mm-hmm. They really don't have anything to show for it. Um, aside from the memories they have, and I don't want to diminish that, but there, there's really nothing tangible that, aside from something they can, you know, voice out to like, well, I, I said it was all about the sacrifice. It was worth every minute of this and that. But then at the end of the day, they're like, well, I don't, what am I? Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I I don't, should have I not done that? Should have I spent a little more time on me? And so they hit a point of self-development. Mm-hmm. They hit a point where they're like, I can finally focus on me. I don't have to worry about raising the kids. I don't have to worry about this and that. I'm going to focus on me. And as they start to take that journey of looking at themselves and bettering themselves and that self-improvement piece, they realize what a piece of shit dude they're with. Mm-hmm. And so the regrets from everything they had, once again, starts to develop a new resentment. And their eyes are open. They're looking at it from a different perspective. And as you said, they want to live. Yeah. And so they get out. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you shouldn't live life like that, like with regrets. Mm -hmm. You should feel by the end of your life or going towards the end of your life, that it, your life has been fulfilled. If you can put your stamp on this life. Yeah. What is it Joe says? <laughs> what is that? On, what is it? On office when she tells you about the end of his work day. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you put a stamp on this day that you did, did the best day you had, could and gave yeah. it your all? Yeah. No, really though. Life. Really though. Yeah. That's how it is. Like that's that's how that's how life should be. Mm-hmm. You should be able to 
to look back and and not have regrets yep um but so we the last one that we wanted to talk about is people say that we have grown apart Mm -hmm. this is just one of those inevitable things that applies to every age group category Mm -hmm. but we you know it's we didn't put it on the list Mm -hmm. it was still once again one of the most common reasons that's cited Mm -hmm. um and and once again, I don't think it's something that's apparent. I do believe what you can see with this is you can't see the forest for the trees when you're busy raising a family. Mm-hmm. And once you become empty nesters and you're with each other, it just becomes more apparent that yeah, we really don't have anything in common. Because mm-hmm. um, growing apart really has to do with the compatibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the falling out of love, the, the things that you have in common, the 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 stories you've shared, the adventures you want to have, the future you see each other having, you're not on the same page with any of it. The only common ground that you had for a very long time was the family and the kids and, and things like that. And once those are gone, it's it's really just, it highlights a lot of the vulnerabilities and the chinks in the armor that you have in your relationship that just tell someone, yeah, we aren't right for each other. Mm-hmm. We, we, at some point along the way, I may not be able to pinpoint what happened, but between getting married, having multiple kids, putting them through school, putting them through college, and watching them grow up and growing to this age, we just completely disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can happen, and that realization can happen at any point in a marriage, but I just think it becomes very evident then when it results, it reverts back to the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think a lot of the way to prevent that is the intentional acts of doing things together. Mm-hmm. All the stuff we've talked about before of putting your relationship above the kids, putting your relationship above the vacation, you and your spouse doing things together without the kids, you and your spouse going on vacation together, you and your spouse going to dinner together, you and your spouse you know, keeping the kids out of the bedroom, all these things that we believe spouses should do, you don't all of a sudden get blindsided one day with, oh, wow, we've really grown apart. Mm-hmm. Well, because at the end of the day, you guys, you guys are going to be the ones that are in the house mm-hmm. together, not the kids, not everybody else, just the two of you. And that's how we close out that conversation every time we talk about that mm-hmm. stuff. And this is the result if you don't do that mm-hmm. is right here. You've grown apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no relationship. There's just two people that successfully or unsuccessfully raised a family and released them on the wild. Mm-hmm. So now what? Yeah. But I, I I think that, you know, as I just said with all of these, these I think that's a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just happening overnight. No, no, it's not. I know. And, and I think that it's funny that like, that so many of these things so so much of it is preventable <laughs> in the beginning of relationships mm-hmm. and and i just think that it's so important to show you guys that it doesn't change things don't get better mm-hmm. unless unless you change mm-hmm. unless you do things differently yeah. you have a better relationship with your partner and choose somebody better. <laughs> and, and and this is this is really that cautionary tell when when you, if you're not at that age group when we talk to people that are much younger than that, that they're not 
in their 50s. They're in their 30s or early 40s. And they're like, well, we've been together since high school. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You've been together 20 years now. You're not happy. Mm-hmm. You're not having sex. You don't have anything in common. You aren't getting the type of love that you want from your partner. And you don't want to walk away because you've already been together 20 years. How is that going to be 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. Are you going to How be like, oh, gonna... yeah, I'm okay being miserable the rest of my life because I've done it for 40 years now? Well, I know. And like when that do- when it does come to an end and you're like, damn, I literally wasted 30 years of my yeah. life. Yeah, you've wasted 20. Yeah. Do you want to keep wasting? Yeah, more? Really? Because that next 20 is going to go by quick. Yeah. And I... I- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, because uh, I think about it even like when from my perspective, whenever I was with my ex and it's like, that was 10, it's 10 years that you can't get back mm-hmm. from your life. I know that things happen for a reason or whatever. And, and the way that everything played out for us was the right way or the perfect way that it did. Mm-hmm. But I think that so many people rely on that piece right there that everything works out the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. no but you still have a choice right do you want to be happy or do you want to be unhappy mm-hmm. hopefully you want to be happy yeah well and i think that that's where the i mean you compare your 10 years with your ex and your 10 years with me mm-hmm. and the only regret i think that we would have is how did we not meet each other earlier mm-hmm. and, and that's what you're doing by staying in these relationships is you're choosing to stay in an awful relationship for the long haul and the opportunity for a better, happier, more fulfilling life, partner, relationship, whatever it is, is passing you. Mm-hmm. It's passing you. And and these people, these men and women are hitting this age and they're like, you know, I've been on a train looking out the window watching everything pass me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the train and I'm going to go find what it is I want. Mm-hmm. And more power to you. That's what you should do. Oh, like yeah. I said at the beginning, these don't make me sad. I know. I, I don't think this is bleak. I think this is a good thing to see, because especially once again, it supports some of it. Supports our our philosophy that you should never sacrifice your own happiness for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you find what it is that that you want and what it is you deserve. You better be bringing something to the table, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know it. You don't want to say it's never too late to make this decision because it is. At some point in time, it's going to be too late. I know. Your partner's going to die. You're not going to have any value. You're not going to, you know, whatever that is. And and, and at these age groups, they're realizing, hey, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. I still have, you know, 30 to 40 plus years of my life. I can go and, and do what I want to do. Well, people think that it's too late even when they're young. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Because because they are like... I've already been in this for 10 mm-hmm. years or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> but you you have how much how much longer mm-hmm. life to live? So much more. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I don't know. Like like I said in the beginning, I thought that that this is it's a really interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh-huh. I was going to say that the one big thing about this that does make this very very unique is the length and the cost of the divorce mm-hmm. that's associated with it. I think that, you know, aside from our standard um, relationship advice that comes along with all these things we talked about, because we've addressed most of these at every age level, um, 
I, I would encourage you, if you're at this age group, you're in these areas, and you're exploring divorce, be sure to spend the money and the time with an appropriate, well-identified legal professional that handles these type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these things can be seven years in divorce litigation and cost you 200 thousand dollars Or you go to mediation, you pay somebody seven to ten grand, and it's over in four to five months. Mm-hmm. So pick your battle. Pick your pain. At this age, you're going to want something that's over and done with quick. You do mm-hmm. not want to stall on your life for, you know, seven years. Well, and, and then spend your retirement. Yeah, and blow <laughs> through all your retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't come to a mutual parting of ways, at least try to find some kind of mediation lawyer mm-hmm. or divorce lawyer that specializes in this to save your future, save your bank, and get it over and done with as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. Mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah yeah but i think that's i think that's all we yeah wanted to say about that sure. mm-hmm. yeah well thank you all as always for listening don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram on rumble and on twitter on marriage and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and we will talk to you next week mm-hmm.